What is up everyone? This is Sarah G. It is Gen Z Gab. Let's get into it. So I want to talk a little bit Monday mood. This is kind of interesting, but did you know June is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month? And anyway, just thought you should know so that you could get checked out, understand, aside from, you know, learning more ways to be an advocate, an ally for, you know, LGBTQIA fam, because again, Pride's a big month that we should be talking about as well. There are so many good causes slash, you know, life things that we should all learn and try to be more um, open and talking about, whether that be, you know, the issues that are going on around our world between the whole Roe v. Wade stuff or, you know, people going missing in Native American tribes, as well as, you know, it's also Caribbean Heritage Month. There's just a lot of things that we could be learning if and having like nice open discussions about and trying to become either a better ally, etc. So yeah, that was what I thought we could talk a little bit about today. Also, FYI, this will be my last episode for a little while. We're gonna take a break here, so just thought I'd let you know. If you are an avid listener, watcher, whatever, I will continue to post some TikToks and reels, whatever, from uh, Gen Z Gab from the first 60 episodes that I have created, but we will be taking a new long little break of new content, so just thought I'd mention that really quickly. But, you know, the stuff that we could talk about this week is long, never-ending, you know, kind of whatever. But I do want to address something really quickly in the beginning of this podcast because it's been really bothering me. And I think we all know what it's going to be. Well, actually, we don't because, let's face it, Sarah just comes on here and, you know, gets angry half the time or annoyed half the time. But my thing is that's been bothering me is, you know, besides the whole Ava Max, Pink, and uh, BB Rexa getting uh, things thrown at them. By the way, the whole thing about the ashes, that's even creepier. Like, our society has zero boundaries and too many parasocial relationships. And I understand, like, before I really realized what, like, technology and addiction stuff goes on, and I'm working on it, but who in the, it's just, it's not okay just to throw a phone at someone, but, or your mom's ashes, like, I get, like, if you're a diehard pink fan, but you can't just, oh, it's just so weird, man, you know, like, I don't know how else to describe it, it's just so weird, but Ava Max, like, getting punched, that was disturbing, like, ugh, why do people think, like, what goes on through the brain, and you know what, I actually commented this on Louis Levante's uh, TikTok recently, like, jokingly saying why I'm not super attracted to white men for 100, or why girls are becoming less interested in men for 200, or why is it that we suddenly hate men for 50, stuff like that. Well, it's not even that it's like we're men, no, it's just that the stupidity and you know, when we're reading up on all this stuff, are we even surprised that 99% of them are a white man? And yes, I know people are going to start throwing in that uh, Schmidt from New Girl thing, but it's true. It's so annoying. And then I'm also thinking about how people have been talking about different things like internet personalities that they have to put up versus what's their true self. And I really hate that. 
because there were so many people that I had so much respect for, so much care for, and now it's like, the reason, I don't even know why I'm so bothered by it, but I am, and I always talk about this, but the fact of the matter is those people that have brains, have business savvy ideas, or, you know, acting chops, like good things, but then they, you know, get told by somebody else to become a sellout, or do their own, like, you know, fake David Dobrik, or Jason Nash, or Dave Portnoy, like, there's already been all of them, and by the way, they're all creeps, and, you know, or our second life, those type of things, I don't know, just, like, like, mid-2000, 2010, or internet personalities, like, Look, you can seem real, and I feel like you should be real, but it's just all of that. Like, the more time that I spend on social media, the more I see these internet personalities being less and less authentic, which, again, what do you expect? But it's really sad, actually, how much, like, people, other people have control and a hold on you, and it's just, yeah, really sad. Like, uh, there's a, an account called Jordan Cray who does deep dives on early 2000s stuff. And he, you know, talks about the whole shit show that the early 2000s have gone through and kind of how we're seeing it a little bit within even uh, these influencers. So I just, I felt very compelled to talk about that today. But the funny thing is, is that I wasn't actually going to start with all that stuff. I was actually going to build it up till the end. Why? Because I felt like that was going to be predictable. But no, instead, we're going to just go and work from here on end to, uh, we're going to talk about the Smartless uh, documentary a little bit because I haven't really listened to a lot of it. I've tried listening to a bunch, and I really, truly adore all of those men, and they really, you know, got some good insight. I just, uh, you know how I try to keep this a 20 to 40 minute podcast, even if it's not just by myself? Yeah, that's the problem. Like, the longer the podcast, the less interested I get sometimes. So, no hate to them. But the one thing that I'm gonna hate on a little bit, a little bit, is the culture that Jason Bateman talks about, the diet culture, the whole thing about it's really, really sad to watch his trigger. Like, he definitely has orthorexia and just the conversation that was going on and food shaming. You should never be that okay with him. But the more sad part of it all is that it's like his wife, his poor kids, his his sister had some issues. Like, I'm thinking through all these things, trying to process it. But Almond Dads exist. I know of a few. I might be related to a few. And it's just so sad how much they care about other people's bodies. And working through my own issues, and especially, like, on women. But we don't really think of the men. And I know it's going to be stupid to talk about, but we got to talk about it because I don't think that people are giving enough credit to how society has almond dads. And I know that people are going to be so confused by how I'm wording this or what I'm saying about it, but it's true. Almond dads exist. We try to ignore it. And also the subcultures that go on. And I mean, especially in LA and New York, it's the absolute worst. The amount of people that are on Ozempics and the amount of people that are you know, trying every diet in the, and just judging, you know, how much people weigh. It just, it's none of your damn business, and you don't know how you got there, and 
you know, you shame women for being like over 130 pounds and that's disgusting. It's disgusting also how comedians make jokes about it. And that's just where you see it a lot in this way that, you know, Jason Bateman himself, I don't even know, realizes how warped up. But the problem is, though, he has a history of addiction, which means he ran from one addiction to another addiction. And people, you know, can laugh at it a little bit. But it's honestly the person that I have the most respect for is Will Arnett's response. Now, people are coming for Will Arnett for saying, but you're letting your kids eat junk. He's completely opening up the conversation about why he doesn't want his kids to have a complex relationship with food. And again, I don't know too much history of other things, but it is just nice to see, you know, him actually standing up and talking about it and it being like a good open conversation where he's not going to let Jason like bully him in his choices. And a lot of intuitive eating dietitians that I follow have appreciated that comment because it's still like he can eat healthy. He is eating healthy. It's just that it's different than maybe what our society says about like what is good and bad. And we have to unpack that because a lot of it is deep rooted in our fat phobic society. Again, I literally can tell that by how we all have spoken in conversations in the past about our own stuff and we don't even realize we're hurting in the end of the day with who's surrounding. Again, I've made some very unkind comments about myself in front of other people that I probably didn't even realize that it hurt them more too because of how maybe I am, you know, I've got thin privilege. I get that, but it still doesn't feel like enough there's everything there are parts of us that none of us really like and it's the disgusting toxic diet culture and it's the disgusting wellness culture slash hollywood culture the amount of people that are on ozempics right now is despicable and they're like tee hee 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 like giving off like what their secret are and i get it it's part of life and you gotta have thick skin But, you know, that's what happens. It's, we're working through it. Um, Not every day is going to be a good day, but we can at least work through it and, you know, find more joy within ourselves, you know, being mindful about what we say and how it all kind of goes together. And I know that this isn't 100%, but the fact of the matter is the, the whole thing is that weight loss does not equal healthiness or happiness. And, you know, I've even noticed within separately some weird stuff within the acting communities, how much toxicity builds up and how old school thinking towards others has really like hurt this industry. And the fact that they don't really have a lot of diversity, even on smart list kind of shows that they're trying, but they're not. And I think that the situation is that, you know, of the like women that they've had on, they're all straight size thin women, you know, especially white women. And it's just kind of giving off like a different setting than you really think. Like you don't think about how it's lacking diversity till you really sit down and go through a lot of other things. And yes, a lot of dietitians commented on his 
you know, posts from Smartlist. So that's why they're talking about it in that sense. So confusing and disheartening to see how much of their words have an effect on us. But then that goes to show again where we as a society really do focus way too much on each other we have this unhealthy obsession with other people and then yes we don't want to focus on ourselves because then we're a narcissist but it's like we have to take a step back take a deep breath and try to just you know what is healthy for me what is healthy on my life work what can i do to better myself well, bettering myself around other people. I know that that really sounds confusing, but it's more of like, a, I'm not trying to be this guru that helps you figure out your life and everything you've done wrong or spend XYZ amount of money on my program, etc. Because I know that that's not going to work. I am not an expert. I just know that if I take a deep breath, because I'm getting stressed out even thinking about some of these topics, and getting very, very, very anxious that it's gonna end better for me if I just take one step back and watch from the outside looking in a little bit and just observe and try not to create more conflict. Because for me, I have so many autoimmune disorders that when I get anxious, everything in my body stresses out. And right now I'm in a very more stressful fight or flight even though I think I'm doing everything, my cortisol levels are higher. But it's not a result of what I'm eating. It's a result of me fixating on so many other things. And that's what dietitians have said. You know, if we focus less on what we were eating all the time, then I think we'd actually be a little better. I've had to block so many accounts that have these conspiracy theories about them poisoning our food. And then people telling, like, you know, hacks, life hacks of how to avoid, like, you know, getting moldy things or what to do when you have a little piece of mold on your stuff. And then food science people say, no, 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 throw that away, you know. And another thing about life is that we tend to follow big creator numbers more and see them as experts when in reality, a lot of them are like us where they don't have any sort of degree whatsoever. So that needs to be considered a little bit more as well. And I think that people just need to be more mindful about how they're talking around each other because you suddenly see in a way what makes them human about these actors that have been in the gig for a while where they have still real life problems. You know, Nobody is untouchable. And I've been talking about that a lot lately, but it's true. So, yeah, there you have it. Uh, I've been re-watching Community on a lighter note, and I still love it. I think it's really funny. Again, Abed is the best. I think that, you know, how they don't make a lot of these kind of TV shows anymore. And I go, wow, Sarah, you sound so old. But it's truly, they chop network shows left and right or streaming shows. And again, this is going to get into how the writer's strike is now on week 10. And, you know, they deserve so much. The SAG actors deserve so much. Again, people pour their heart and soul into a lot of different things. And they don't get a lot of what they put in back. Again, 
that's what a podcast that's what a business but it's true these writers again are the starting point and another thing i learned recently was that the animation writers are not allowed in the writers guild which they should be because it's a way to get them to be paid less and that's so dumb animation writers TV, all of it is writing. Now there's a difference between like comic books, etc. But the fact of the matter is they should just morph it into that one big writer's guild, but they're not gonna because then that's how networks get you and all that stuff. And it's so interesting the more that I read up and the more that I learn. And then I realize it's my hyperfixation lately. This is my latest hyperfixation. Again, it's been hot and gross, so of course food, etc. has not been very good for me, like, lately where it's like, just like, meh, meh, meh. And then I get hyper-focused on what's going on with the writer's skill. What's going on in Hollywood? How do I do this? How do I do that? Um, am I plotting when I get on a work trip later in life, you know, this year, maybe, to try to figure out a way to get to New York or L.A. to hold a picket fence or picket line and be like, with them, yes. Am I even a part of SAG yet? No. Am I just beginning my career? Kind of. I've been in really more like four years in more of serious notes. But the thing is, it was kind of a hobby before. But have I tried? Yes. To get certified, whatever, 100%. But this is one thing that my coach talked about, which I mentioned a few weeks ago that if you join the union too early, it can also be detrimental to yourself. So I think that's okay too. At the end of the day, like, uh, you want to be certified, but when stuff is slow like this, it's really hard to not be certified. Plus then you can have more limitations on what you can pick and choose if you're a part of a union or not. So I'm still trying to understand and grasp a lot of knowledge there. But I stand with you writers, keep marching on, you will go, you can do this, it sucks that it takes so long, like, I can't even believe it's already been nine weeks as I'm recording this, this is insane, and you think that, you know, it would be shorter every time, but it seems to get longer, and I don't know too much more on that, but yeah. So there you have it with my little spiel about the whole thing with the writer strike, the whole thing with, you know, Smartless, and then just some of the weird things that fans have done because it's insane. And I actually realize as much as I sometimes wish that I would get more recognition, etc., I do not want to be the person getting some buddy's ashes. Yeah, that's not, yeah, no, no, thank you. And you know what, as I keep continuing this journey, trial, error, just know that life happens, uh, you're not gonna get it right every time, and if you're also someone who is into, you know, visiting and coaching, whatever, with, um, building your network, just remember that every coach does things a little differently, whether or not the payment is the day before, or the day after, or whatever, just make sure that you read all the directions, because that's where I lack a lot of focus sometimes, and yes, I'm talking about the ADHD in grace, yes, we have not talked about this in a little while, but here's why I'm talking, like, it took me till the fourth or fifth episode to see Lucas and his ADHD, 
now I'm rewatching and suddenly I'm like, why did I not notice in the first episode? There is a iconic moment in the first episode where he blurts out to Marsh and Ndugu uh, about different things and, you know, kind of funnily. And then as more times goes on, also he screwed up paperwork. You know, this is just classic. All the signs were there and yeah. Whew. I also think Mika's a little bit ADHD and I know that you can't really use the word little bit, but when you go back and look, she's got definitely some inattentive skills and she says some very inappropriate jokes along the way. But again, those are my favorites and that happens, you know, to the best of us and burnout and whatever, but I just thought I'd touch on that a little bit. Also, I follow a lot of dog accounts, and one of my favorite dog accounts, Stanley the dog, um, he unfortunately passed away at the age of 16 and a half this week, so I'm just keeping him and his breeder and his owner in mind, slash breeder, I don't know really the whole deal, unless she just got him or Cohen. The point is, there's a lot of things that I've been learning to about, because I mentioned Baby Finn last week, and honestly, that foal is so freaking cute, I, I, I adore that little cold so much. But anyway, the thing is that it's so funny to watch somebody who has, who's a breeder for your dog's breed, even though you didn't get your dog from them. But the funny thing to, you know, connect and bond over your love of the dog is very cool. And speaking of dogs, do I have a funny story, which you can watch on my YouTube channel. You can see it right there for your eyes, but uh, it was inspired by a different um, TikToker who has her dog narrate some of the time, so that's that's great, but I will say, um, just so you know, no rabbits were harmed in the making of this film when you go and watch it, because I know that some people are going to be like, how did you let this happen? Or how did you almost let this happen? Here's the thing. You can't control your dog and their instincts sometimes. You just can't. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, so, Misty is my dog. She is a three-year-old purebred bearded collie. For everyone who knows her, she got diagnosed with Addison's this year, which is a, um autoimmune disorder and... The little glands that lay on top of your kidneys that go near your liver, all that could shut down and it can be very bad. But we got to her in time and now she's on a steroid and everything's good. She also just started a probiotic and this is just where her coat's now looking way better. Again, she was not having the worst side effects, but she could use a little bit of TLC. And I know people who are going to say, so many people, so many people are very, uh, you know, loving on their pets or spoiling their pets. But in this case, she needed them a lot. So, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that separately, just to give awareness to people who haven't heard of Addison's disease, that maybe they want to go and check a quick Google search and, you know, find out more about the breeds. Anyway, my dog is a herding dog. So yeah, she sometimes sees livestock of any kind. Well, not livestock, but wild animals, you name it. And, you know, we have an overpopulation of rabbits here. And that's where, you know, to me, it's okay, I guess, in theory, if she catches one, I'd be impressed, kind of, if she catches one. My only problem and my mom's only problem is that 
with her catching them, she also runs into the situation of potentially them. And in this situation, there is a very little bunny, okay? Like, I'm talking like baby, 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 baby bunny. Now, some people might be more okay with her destroying it by accident, but the problem is I'm not, and neither is my mom. So anyway, Misty was fixated so much the other day on it and she would run through the cinder block near the cinder block near the back of our yard and she kept running back and forth and back and forth and for the longest time here's the thing she loves her treats so when I called her and she didn't come I had to look into what was going on and then I realized there's a rabbit but there isn't a rabbit then my mom comes and tries to check it out and then she's like I don't think there's a rabbit there Misty and Misty's like oh shh you people don't even understand. You people don't fucking get it. I know it's there. I, look at my nose. Look at my nose. Anyway, it was in the bush. It was hiding in a bush in a separate thing. And Mama Rabbit was staring her down, by the way. So that's just a separate thing. But the fight or flight comes in, the stare down, the whatever. But yeah, so Misty comes jumping in, out, in, out of the bush. And then she's like, see, 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 I'm right. And then the Rabbit actually makes a squeaky noise that I thought might have been like a chew toy. And my mom's like, nope, nope, that's a rabbit squeak. And then my mom pulls her back on her harness. And we had to actually take her by her leash and drag her back inside. But she became so fixated for the next five plus hours. And even today, she keeps looking in that little bush. And I'm like, no wonder they left. Because you nearly them. And you don't even realize it. Again, with a beardy, you have about, in any herding dog, a 50-50 chance of them either, you know, feeling it or, you know, it being gentle. But I know my wild child dog who even thinks that she might be being gentle and it's probably not going to end that way. And the last thing I really need is, is a dog's um, carcass in there, you know? Plus we have some neighborhoods stuff where it's like, you really don't want certain people seeing that kind of thing. Now it is a circle of life, but yeah. So I just thought I'd touch on that. There has been so many Hollywood Walk of Fames that have come up now or people that have been nominated. So I'm very, very grateful to see a lot of people being recognized. Michael Schur, who did Primo and who did The Office, Shirley Rell, and so many more. Plus, Angela Bassett got something recently that I'm like blanking on because I thought it was a Golden Globe, but I didn't think it was. And now I have to double check on a different thing. But the point is just a lot of people who haven't been represented in the past or acknowledged for all their hard work, it's finally paying off. So you know, slow and steady, like I've said, sometimes wins the race, tortoise beats the hare, you get the gist of it. And even though it can be really frustrating, even though there's a lot of trials and tribulations that go on in this world, at least you know that hard work does somewhat pay off. I know that doesn't sound so great, but at least if you have a good working ethic, I think you can get by. But yeah, there's like a lot of things that go on in the world that you can't keep up with. Uh, even James Cameron talked about how he thinks that there should have been more certifications, which I don't disagree on things. And he actually directed the Titanic. And I don't want to spend obviously a lot of time. I am going to circle back though to again how they never talked about the passengers, the refugees at the same level, which I just think is so dumb, so stupid, because 
again, it's easier to talk about billionaires than it is about poor and impoverished stuff because people don't want to be sad about things or people want to shield things. So yeah, there's that. And, you know, I think about certain things about our lives that we kind of just sit around and be like, ignore the rest of the world. So anyway, I don't know if that's because people choose to live in their bubble, choose to be oblivious. Also, I wanted to talk a little bit about, again, ADHD, because I mentioned it earlier, but it's true. Somebody said something funny about TikTok books that they used to read as they are ADHD autistic, which is still different than me, but I have OCD, ADHD, and again, a lot of all those neurodivergence makes sense. But the funniest part is, though, a lot of the books that you read that have, you know, the people with generalized anxiety, OCD, ADHD, autism, you name it, it suddenly makes your brain go, oh, that makes sense why, like, people thought it was a good fit for me to read and why you would stay engaged in reading it. So that was just um, another little life thought I had about things. But also just um, separately, you know, I don't know if other people do this, but sometimes like, you know, when you get like starting to feel like you have like some money coming in, do you ever like, you know, try to make sure that you're buying stuff that you need, but at the same time, you're too lazy to clean out your closet, because I need more, like, professional work clothes, slash a little bit more, you know, less of the workout clothes, and more of the stylish, uh, you know, casual, and every time that I have executive dysfunction, it comes at the worst time, where I feel like I have enough energy to clean out a lot of things, but then it doesn't really work out in the end. And then it's just that repeat over again. Or when you can't sleep and then you do a list instead of the list to make you fall asleep, it's a list of things that you forgot to do. And then you get a sudden burst of energy that makes you start to want to do it. I know that sounds so strange. And where am I going with that? I have no idea, but I just thought, you know what, Sarah complains about so many things here. Why doesn't she just talk about her own issue with, you know, the executive dysfunction and all that stuff? Because we need to, you know, acknowledge my feelings there. And even as me talking about it, I feel like, I just feel like this never-ending cycle of do-do-do-do Pac-Man kind of stuff, like where it's like, I got it, 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 I got some energy, and then all of a sudden I'm... Bye. As you can see, though, I, I do also want to complain just a little bit. If you ever have a big, long doctor's appointment, and even if they say that they're 30 minutes behind, add an extra uh, 15 to 20 minutes extra, because then it becomes an hour, because I waited so long yesterday for one. And then I got my hair cut, which again, <laughs> I got the mug head now. No, but it's um, nice to have it cleaned up for the summer because summer you're outside a lot and your split ends, you know, get all dry and gross. So you don't really want to do that. So it's a lot of self-care. So I'm glad like I've been checking off some things are just moving slow like a little snail. And that's not great. Also, the ironic part is that my ancestors used to like get them out in the fields in France and then they would or they would get them from like the sea captain that didn't want them rejects and this is something I learned recently just because 
I follow different accounts, but something about lobster. See, again, the tangent of ADHD. Lobster used to be sort of cheap and kind of like a poor person's food. And it's just so funny that when, you know, I mentioned these two different things, how they both were a poor person, a peasant person's food, and then suddenly some rich guy decides, oh my gosh, it's such a delectable, oh, let's let's make so much money off of it. And then it's like, oh yeah, but Sarah, see, that's, that's how, how it's always been. It shows how the ladder has always been moving. It shows where, you know, we get this patriarchy, colonialism, etc. So, just a thought. So, this has been... So, I want to talk about some quick updates of, like, I went back to acupuncture finally. And that's great because I need it. And the funny part is, last night, I actually, because this was filmed you know, Tuesday and Wednesday of last week. So, but I love that I got 10 hours of sleep, full sleep, very good sleep. I actually started listening to bedtime stories on podcasts online on uh, Apple Pod. There was like a few, but it really, truly helped me to put it on. And the fact that I just went pretty much straight to bed after acupuncture. Sometimes they say take warmer stuff than colder stuff so I didn't really eat a lot of cold things in between to try to keep the energy flow going but I did want to say not everything is black and white but one of the things because I've been on acupuncture on and off for many years one little victory that I had which I know people are going to say this is so weird that you're bragging about but it's true I have had no dietary issues, is basically what she said when she looked at my tongue, because there's some of that, like, energy, what is your color, there was a tiny bit of red that more indicated my body's under a lot of stress, my cortisol is rising, I need to get some energy out. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk about that? Who would have thought? You know, all those things. But for years, I've been working on my digestion. So when I finally get to where it's like my digestion, it's not the problem. The one thing that they would suggest is that maybe I lay off the dairy a little bit. But it's really problematic when you're someone who can't have soy or gluten. And not because of the fat. And because I can digest dairy, there's some ways to kind of limit it, etc. A2 milk, you know, sometimes getting non-dairy versions of things. But at the end of the day, that's like my least of my troubles. I take cheddar cheese. I do a lot of those, like, easier to digest. Just little things. If you're someone who is like me, who actually can digest it, because I know not everyone can. But it's just super, super funny how, like, it's taken me so long. So I'm, like, trying to, you know, rebalance and everything. And I say that the food things and some of the supplement things haven't really, like, helped much because I think I'm out of whack in the energy department. And the funniest part is, there is so much going on that I've been doing acupuncture long enough to know what points they were kind of doing. And it was super funny because I knew she, all the points she was doing are my regular points. And funniest thing is like, yeah, they let you sit there for 30 minutes. I was pretty much asleep. Went home, relaxed a little bit, and then tried to be in bed at a reasonable time. Now, this may not work for everyone. And I know I still sound chaotic energy, but this is the best I've felt in a few days. So I am thankful for that. Now, do I have a headache because of all the smog? Yeah, but you know what? It's a little wins. Plus, 
like I mentioned earlier, my dog's coat is phenomenal. She started probiotics. Probiotics are not a cure for everything, but she is on a steroid because she has Addison's, like I said before, and her coat is fantastic. So the little wins take up some of the big craziness that happen in life. And I think that sometimes I come on here and I talk and talk and talk and kind of sound a little negative and I try to be positive or I try to be less depressed. And you know what? Like the great Trevor Noah, like I've mentioned a few times already, probably even today on the podcast, your brain goes from this to this to this to this with ADHD and OCD. And again, for anyone who's neurodivergent, I've said this multiple times, you don't have to just say that it's one or the other, all or nothing and whatever. I know I'm not autistic. I have OCD and ADHD. And then there's the comorbidities of anxiety and some other things like depression. But Trevor Noah has broken it down for other things. Now, he has not said it as much as much for girls, which he's a guy, whatever. But he's also a person of color. He's a man. And like I said, it goes into this mental health awareness month in June. So it's just these layers upon layers that you have to pull back and understand. Also, just before before I wrap up this little discussion, I do want to talk a little bit because I'm always trying to be a better ally in every community. Because again, look at me. Uh, but if you have a chance to go and research or repost something, repost Elliot Page's most recent, or I guess a week ago most recent post so that, you know, you can spread awareness. There's lots of stuff going on. And like I said, we, I might not be the best person that does all this stuff, or I may not really know or say the right thing all the time, as I've said multiple times in this podcast already today. But at least we can go to good resources. And like I said, there isn't a lot that a lot of us can do but at least we can learn more from it. Also, SAG's going, like I've mentioned a few times probably already, SAG is going to go on strike soon. So yeah, there's a lot of things going on. But again, SAG's already kind of gone, but since the 30th is coming up, so Friday, it'll be officially completely on. And Meryl Streep's involved, so you know it's a big deal. So I've been recording so much this week already that I don't have any idea what I want to do with half this material. But oh my god, shit keeps hitting the fan between the Colleen Bollinger, terrible apology, not apology, scary ass, like, tactic that she uses by the way what the hell is going on like the amount of stuff like people don't even realize and it's just getting swept under the rug and it's really creepy and that whole ukulele thing is beyond scary it's like not even a thing like anymore just hiding behind an instrument like i used to really like kate Makuchi with her raising hope stuff but now this does not give that same vibe and I think it ruined that instrument for me completely I used to like it in Moana and Lilo and Stitch but now I think that I think I think Colleen Bollinger has ruined that for me and it's a whole 10 minute video because there's also like a huge copyright infringement thing I'm trying to get but what the like honestly man I don't even know where to begin with her she just keeps 
digging a bigger hole for herself but people are just thank god not letting her get away with it but it's like starting to just feel very strange the amount of things that are coming out which isn't surprising either but the fact of the matter is you know we're just so many people are now kind of making still jokes about it which i don't think are great and it just it really sends chills down my spine separately i'm because there's so much tea going on the whole sophia culpo incident and alex earl between i don't know why braxton barrios is the prize in this like he's a five foot what seven guy not that there's anything wrong with that but he's a five foot seven frat boy wannabe at age like what 27 and this is like just the whole situation like the fact that that is trending on my tiktok for you page constantly just this tea and it was like months ago drama how is it just surfacing now you know i i just i don't need i didn't think i needed to know this but now suddenly that it's a big pop culture moment that i have to talk about it's suddenly like oh my gosh there's so many things i gotta juggle here i mean that was not on my bingo card obviously i mean it's easier to talk and be annoyed with colleen because i mean she exploits her kids she obviously does a lot of gross grooming stuff towards children and again all these you know thinking back to all these youtube and vloggers and some people like i said earlier internet personas you just gotta watch your internet persona maybe sometimes now I don't even know if it's a real persona or your actual behavior with this because this is not okay and the fact of the matter is some of these jokes aren't even the whole thing just is bad vibes completely bad vibes um so yeah that is horrible but yes aside from that the whole thing with uh, Olivia Culpo's little sister Sophia and Alex Earl, there's n- nothing surprises me anymore about what goes on in influencer world, reality TV, you name it. So yeah, aside from that, what was else I was going to say? Oh, I can't stand, which people already know this, eating disorder recovery accounts where they keep saying their body positivity movement is, you know, really there. And then they switch back to intermittent fasting. And that they went on this huge life-changing journey to prove that they got somewhere. And then it's like, really, I understand that you guys can do what you kind of want. But there's so many people that look up to you. And the amount of people that are now also on Ozempics, like, come on. Like, you guys say you're this and that and body neutrality. And you wonder why so many girls have so many issues. And... You, like, also brag about how skinny you've gotten, and there's just, like, a double-edged sword going on all the time, and I also hate the word unrefined lately. Like, even with people, the dietitians, some of the dietitians that I follow, I love them still. I won't unfollow them, but they always say they're anti-dietitian, anti-diet dietitians, but then when they partner with something, then they use, like, those words that they say they don't want us to be indulged by. So it's just like a never-ending cycle of who do you listen to, obviously. 
Also, these people that are always giving the advice are in teeny tiny sizes. And I know my own privilege, I see it. And just the never-ending unpacking of things that are going on and how LA is just a microscope. And so is New York to some extent and just our society. But I've just had too many thoughts about that lately when people have been talking about certain things and how, again, as a woman, this is not as much, you know, a a space we're allowed to be in with how situations are. And it's just so frustrating to think time and time again that it's like, I followed some of these accounts and they're disappointing me, which are we really surprised? No. Are we sad? Yes. This has been a Gen Z Gap and we will see you next time.